The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the Reinvent You podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. So I got a little bit of a confession. This podcast that I'm recording right now technically should have been last week. And I record my podcast and I post them on Thursdays. So we had a little bit of a storm here in Atlanta where a lot of us has lo- had, had lost power and I was one of those people and my power was out for almost two days. And so I do apologize that this podcast was not delivered last week. Um, and I'm going to do my best to record in advance, but that does not always work for me because I'm the type of person where I kind of like let my spirit leads me on what I should talk about. And then I just kind of go from there. And so I was like, oh, I won't be able to record the podcast this week. It was just so much going on last week, guys. But I appreciate those who reached out to me and say, girl, what a podcast. I'm on a podcast. So here it is. All right. <laughs> and so um, I'm going to go right into today's topic. And so let me tell you something. As a coach who specializes in relationship recovery. OK, so y'all know that's what I do. I help people get through. That, that season of transitioning from being with someone to moving forward and being the best version of themselves, okay? And one or, something that I do hear a lot, I mean, you hear a lot of the same stories and that's the truth. You hear a lot of the same stories. They're just from different people when it comes to relationships and the type of people that they entertain. And here's a truth. Here's a truth that, needs to be said okay and that truth is we got to stop entertaining relationships that are just a complete waste of time I said it and that's seriously because when you keep entertaining the same kind of relationships right it creates a belief that is really opposite of what you want in your life okay and and not only does it create this belief this is also all who you will continue to not only attract, but more so entertain. Okay. And, and that's important because we hear this saying, you are who you attract. I, I know you guys have heard that saying before. I know I have. Maybe like you are who you attract. And, you know, I don't actually believe in that statement. I don't believe you are who you attract. I do believe that what you entertain constantly is the belief that you've developed about yourself. And that's different. That is very different than you are who you attract. Because when you say those types of statements, 
it can be considered a concrete belief, meaning that it's a fixed belief, like there's no room for altering that belief. So when you look at some of the people that you may have found yourself entertaining, if you go off that fixed belief and say, you know what, if this is all who I entertain, then that must be who I truly am. And sometimes our belief system doesn't always match up with who we really are created to be. And so and, and what that does is that it also leaves you no room for altering that belief. And so when you operate from a place of believing that this is all you can get, you don't create a new belief system to attract and entertain something different. OK, and one thing about relationships and, and I need you guys to really hear this, though, when it comes to relationships, I truly believe that this is an area that many of us are very casual about. And we're not as intentional as we should be when it comes to entertaining people. All right. Because when you're entertaining somebody, I want you to understand this. You are giving them your resources. All right. You're giving them your resources. You're making deposits. OK, so you're making deposits like your time. OK, your energy, your your mind, your emotions, your your, your physical body, your your money your vulnerability, your transparency, your authenticity, like you're giving this person when you're entertaining somebody, you're giving them many levels of access to you. And I want you to understand that. And so when it comes to entertaining those type of relationships and knowing the kind of deposits you put into a person, you got to know that the person you choose to entertain on these levels will impact your quality of life. They really do. They impact your quality of life. They impact your decisions. It impacts your health, your heart, your emotional well-being, your money, your purpose. It also impacts your belief system on how you view other people and even how you view yourself. It impacts um, the relationships you entertain can either build you up or tear you down. And it can also cause you to go on a journey of a better direction or a path of destruction. It all depends on the type of person or the kind of person you choose to entertain. So when it comes to relationships, you cannot compartmentalize this area of your life. And I see so many people do that. They believe that they can live this phenomenal life, but have mediocre relationships. You know what I'm saying? Relationships is a part of your wholeness. It's a part of your growth and your development. And it's also um, determines relationships. The relationships that you choose will determine the kind of fruit that you produce in your life. OK. And so one thing that um, I've learned over time, even in my own level of recovery and even with helping other people um, and also just looking at other, um, you know, resources and books and even relationship experts it just really seems like everyone talks about getting married but no one talks about doing life together okay like those are two different things because you have people who just want to be married just to have the attachment just to have the ring just to have the title and then you got the doing life together meaning that are we building something can I go through all seasons with this individual that is very important and when it comes to entertaining a person it has to be deeper than I don't want to be alone it has to be deeper than I just want to get married it has to be deeper than a believing that a person is going to be your source of happiness you have to oh you you know it's like We'll see other people get married 
And then we start to feel less than because we're not. And we'll let that kind of be our driving force, our motivation to get married. And when you operate from that side of wanting a relationship where it's not deeper than I don't want to be alone and I just want to get married and all these unhealthy ways of pursuing a relationship, you can easily end up with someone who really doesn't compliment you. Okay, you really can. And you actually find yourself entertaining them because of the motivation behind it. All right. So when when you're there and I've heard this, like I've heard this before and I've heard it more than once where I have heard women say, I just want to be married. And that's it. So when you just want to be married, if that's your only level of motivation, if you're not thinking about doing life with somebody, your driving force is going to entertain any person who's available to marry you. And we got to cut that out. And so we really do. Um, This is, you know, when, you know, relationships, like I said earlier, impacts your quality of life. And so what I want to do today, I want to go over five kind of relationships that you need to stop entertaining. And that's just the reality of it. I'm going to give you five. And so this is something you might want to put on replay um, and also really just take inventory of. Okay, so the very first thing or the very first relationship that you should avoid entertaining is that you need to stop avoiding and you need to stop entertaining relationships that require you to change. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Okay. You must stop entertaining relationships that require you to change. All right. So when I say the word require, right. Um, this is when someone thinks who you are as you are, isn't enough to have a meaningful relationship with. Okay. And I need you to get this. All right. Like when, when it, when you're required to change who you are, it's almost like the other person feels the need to have to always attempt to fix you so that you can meet their standard or approval. So these are the type of people that may attempt to criticize you. They may dislike a lot of things about you. They don't understand why you do what you do. And truthfully, they're not interested in knowing either. So when you're in this type of relationship that requires you to change, they act as if something is wrong with you. Therefore, making you think that you're not capable of being with them. So in order to be with them, you must change who you are. Okay, and. This is a very this is a very dangerous thing to do. Like this is when you're entering the danger zone of being in a relationship. And I see this very often where we will minimize who we are to be liked. Right. Um, We start to change things such as our personality, you know, thinking that this will create an authentic relationship. So in other words, you think being inauthentic will produce an authentic relationship. I want you to think about that. All right. Um, We question our level of worth. Because when someone is always attempting to change you, you may take that as something must be wrong with me. Right. And you start to conform to fit their standard, knowing that it actually makes you very uncomfortable to do so. Right. Now, I also want to kind of add to this because I know we've all heard the saying or we've seen the saying that you should never change for a relationship at all. Never. Um, And I want to kind of just add to that statement a little bit because I feel like that statement can be kind of vague 
in a sense of believing that you still are going to move and shake the same way as if you were single and you that's really not true you know what I'm saying like when you want someone in your life if this is a person that you really value um, if this is a relationship that you want to embrace it is required to make room for it and when you are making room for something in your life you got to take a shift for that to happen in other words you got to pivot differently so there are compromises that will need to take place because if you are in a relationship that you value considering your partner's needs is very necessary for it to work now we don't want to take this left where we feel like well in order for them to love me I gotta do this I gotta do this I gotta do that Because sometimes that can be used as some level of control or even some level of manipulation. And you should never think that if you were a different individual, then they will love you. So like that's not the prereq to love you. The prereq to love you isn't for you to be someone you're not. Because even though you have to pivot, even though you have to make adjustments in your life to embrace this new relationship, your partner should still love you for your core self. All right. And I want you to understand that like the way you are is what they love. You know what I mean? Like the way you are is what attracted them to you. Um, It's what made them look back and say, man, I want to build with this person. Right. But to believe that no change at all will happen when you want to embrace something new isn't realistic for a relationship that you value. Right. Because I don't because here's the thing. Chances are you want this relationship to build. There's no need of having a relationship if building isn't the goal. Isn't the goal. Right. And it would be naive to really think that no change at all will need to take place because you guys are two different people, right? You're two different people and you will see certain things in life differently, right? Um, Based on your experiences, your culture, and even your upbringing. And so we have to create a dynamic where we need to be able to understand one another from each other's lens and point of views and perspectives, you know, not to mention that your routine may shift a little bit. When you add someone to your life because you're going from being single to being with someone. Right. We also have to understand that our goals might shift a little bit in life because when you are in a relationship, you are inviting someone in your world. And that means that you should intentionally make room for them. And that also involves including them. Right. And so when you had goals before, the goals were more about just you. But now you have this relationship that you want to embrace. You start to see things different because now you have someone else to consider. All right. And that's very, very important. Um, And so I want to leave you with this question. You got to ask yourself when it comes to entertaining relationships you got to ask yourself am I constantly changing who I am to my core to be accepted for a relationship that I know couldn't be authentic 
because this is a relationship that doesn't accept me as I am. And I need you to really ask yourself that because if you are entertaining a relationship that requires you to show up very inauthentically, then that is a relationship that you need to avoid because that's the kind of relationship where you always have to change to fit their standard. All right. So that's the first one. The second relationship that you should avoid entertaining is that you need to avoid entertaining relationships that require you to change someone else. Okay. Now I'm gonna say that again. You got to avoid entertaining relationships that requires you to change someone else. And what this means is when you think you can fix someone. All right. When, when you feel like when you think you can fix someone, then you're also indicating that who they are as they are isn't enough for you to be with them. And you believe that you actually have the power to change them into who you think they can become only to become frustrated when that project of fixing them doesn't turn out as you visioned it to be. Okay, because when you when you think that you can fix them, you aren't taking them on as your partner at this point. They're not your partner. You're actually making them into a project. You are attempting to build a man. All right. You're trying to build a man. And when we take people on as projects, we are technically looking beyond where they are. Right. We're seeing the potential of who this person can be and not accepting them for who they are and what they're really showing you. And now you actually believe because they have the potential of being someone better. All they need is a push from you. And let me explain something. When you constantly push a person, it becomes criticism, then critique. Okay. It's like you're attacking that person. It's like you're cutting them to the core of their character, which can cause lack of respect and even acceptance from your partner. And then you also become disappointed because your plan of fixing them isn't working. And um, let me let me just share something about me. Let me give y'all a truth moment about me. This was me, girl, all the way. <laughs> okay, this was me. I am guilty. Um, when I started my journey of healing, I had to take inventory of my relationship patterns. I, I tell people this all the time. You got to look at your patterns of your relationships. And one of my patterns was that I had a very toxic, toxic need of fixing someone. I did. I, I thought I had it in me to make them better. I did. I thought that because they had some good in them, I could work with it as long as they changed a few things. Like, you know what? They got a little good in them. Let me, let me change a little bit. <laughs> because in my eyes at the time, now this is what I will say. In my eyes at that time, that wasn't how I viewed it. I didn't think that I was trying to fix them. I viewed what I was doing as me just wanting them to be a better person. Right. So for me, my intentions wasn't that I was trying to fix him. But as I look back, you know, when I had to look back at my behavior, as well as my own shortcomings, I realized that was what I was doing. 
Now, can a person be better? Of course, people can always be better, but only if they desire to want to become better. That's it. Because we hear those statements. A person will change for someone they love and the right woman can make a man man change. Um, sometimes I'm on the fence with these kind of statements because they can also send a message that if that person doesn't change, they don't love you enough. And it also can be very surface. Now, I do believe a person can be an influence. I really do. But you really can't change anybody. And a person really has to want to be a better person for themselves in order to change. Right. Because when you tell somebody they have to change to love you, you know, you can also send out a message saying that who that person was before isn't enough to show up in the relationship. And this is very important. And so you got to ask yourself this question. Am I constantly attempting to change someone? Am I always criticizing them, believing that this will make them better? Ask yourself, what are your expectations? And are they realistic or are you attempting to create something from a false perspective? Because, again, this is, you know, for those who follow me, y'all know I don't sugarcoat nothing. Because if you you got to think about this, if you have to keep changing people, if every relationship that you're in or you find yourself wanting to change somebody or fix them, this also implies that you might just need to be the change. Like when you always believe that someone's change will make you better. Like if you feel like, well, once they change, I'll be better. If they only do this, I'll be better. Like if you operate like that, what you're really saying is they have to be someone different in order for you to function. And I'm going to tell you something that's controlling. And that also is a way of you not having any control over your life. So bottom line, this goes into saying be the change you want to see. You got to be the change you want to see, because a lot of my controlling came from my own personal lacking. That's why I'm telling you this. It made me think that if everything and everyone around me got it together, then I'll be fine. When in reality, it was me who needed to make the shift. So I had to start being the change that I wanted to see. I started realizing that I can't make anybody do anything. I can't make anybody see anything. I can only be an influence. But. I have to stop at that and realize that it's up to them to do or not do what they need to do for themselves. That's all on them. Okay. And so that's the second thing. The second thing is you got to avoid entertaining relationships that require you to change someone else. The third thing, um, the third type of relationship you need to avoid entertaining is that you got to avoid entertaining relationships that are one sided. Okay. You have to avoid entertaining these one-sided relationships. Um, A few months ago, I actually talked about this on one of my lives that I did on Facebook and Instagram because I had a conversation with someone who felt like every relationship that they have been in has been a one-sided situation. All right. And for those who don't know what a one-sided relationship is, these are relationships when one person puts way more effort way more resources with little to nothing in return, you know, such as time, energy, money, emotional and physical investments into a person. Like these are the kind of relationships they have no mutualism, no level of power sharing. And I'm going to be honest with you all in order for a relationship to be healthy overall, 
it takes effort from both people. Like one person cannot carry a relationship for an extended period of time. They just can't. Um, you know, and, and here are a few things. If you find yourself being in these one sided relationships, I'm gonna give you a, a couple of things. If you're always the initiator, like if you're always the person who is reaching out from calling and texting and asking when you're going to see each other, you always you're doing all the heavy lifting. Um, it's almost like if you don't take the initiative, it just won't happen. Or when it happens is because you have to always alter your schedule. So you might be that person where you always have to make your plans fit into theirs. You always got to work around their schedule and their calendar takes priority majority of the time. So in order for it to happen, you have to rearrange your whole entire life. So if you don't make it happen, it won't. Okay. And so that, that means that there's no level of mutualism there. Another kind of one sided relationship is control um, where that person wants to always control your life, who you see, who your friends are. Um, and this typically comes from a person who is really insecure, very, very insecure, like insecure partners attempt to control the other person by limiting their contact with family and friends. They want to dictate, they can do things like dictate what you, what you wear, how you act. Um, like they're the kind of people where it's like, do as I say, not as I do. So they like to give you rules on what you shouldn't do, but the rules don't really apply to them. All right. Um, another level, another kind of a one-sided relationship is when you are the type of person who is afraid of upsetting your partner or causing any potential conflict. So let me give you an example. So let's just say an issue comes up that you find to be a concern and you decide not to say anything um, because you're not comfortable having these uncomfortable conversations. You know what I'm saying? So because you actually believe that this will make your partner unhappy with you. So let me just not say anything because I want to try to keep the peace. So you actually sacrifice being your authentic self because you don't want to cause any potential disruption that you think will make them leave. Or if you are afraid of upsetting your partner, you actually take the fault when you bring up your concern. So let me, so like if when you decide to bring up any concerns, the table somehow always turn on you which actually results in you feeling like you're wrong and then find yourself apologizing. It's like you're apologizing for something that you didn't even do, right? And what this does is allow them to never take ownership for their actions and you start to make excuses for their actions. And so that can be a one-sided relationship because that person is never looking from the inside out on what they're doing. It's like it always come back to what you're not doing. And you actually take the fall for it and you find yourself constantly trying to change to please them and they're not doing anything on their end. All right. And so that's a third relationship. That's the third type of relationship that you should avoid entertaining is that you got to avoid entertaining relationships that are one sided. All right. The fourth type of relationship that you should avoid entertaining is that you need to avoid entertaining relationships that you're always unsure on where you all stand. You really, really do. And what I mean by this, like I'm referring to those relationships where you are always confused as to what y'all doing. You thought you always find yourself questioning this relationship. It's almost as if you are never certain on the direction on where this relationship is going. 
one minute you think it's going somewhere and the next minute you're thinking something else. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you find yourself second guessing and, and overthinking the relationship. And check this out. You can even ask this person, what are we doing? And I'm going to tell you something when you ask this person that you're actually looking for a response that you're hoping to get from them, knowing that you probably going to keep getting exactly what you've been hearing. So a lot of the time when we know this ain't going nowhere and we ask anyway, we're, we're hoping the answer or the response will be different when you pretty much already know the answer. But because you've invested resources into this person or you could also be that person that really wants a relationship so bad where you could be operating from a place of desperation you're actually looking for their response to be different this time and instead of you taking what they're not saying and not showing you you keep coming up with a story that keeps you attached only to stay constantly confused okay now if I can be honest which I am (laughs) right when you're always in a mental headspace of confusion from a relationship Chances are, you know that this relationship is nothing more than what it is. And it's important for you to accept it. So these situationships that we, we're in, that's why they're called situationships. It's not a relationship. All right. These long term relationships that we're in that will never convert into marriage. And doesn't even have the ability to be a healthy marriage I'm talking about those okay and this is when you really need to ask yourself if this is a relationship that I'm always uncertain about I'm always questioning the direction I'm always trying to convince myself that it's more than what it is then why am I choosing to stay in a mental and emotional place of confusion you for real this is when you got to really ask yourself some real serious intentional questions because let me explain let me tell y'all something people know what they want they do now and for those who don't know what they want know that you're not obligated to stay around until they figure it out that you ain't obligated for that and when you're always in a place of uncertainty about your relationship when you're always unsure about where this is going it eventually creates an insecurity within you and when you start to feel insecure you start to think what can I do differently what can I say what can I do to you know for them to want me look let me explain something to you you will always have those people who only want the reward of you and not the responsibility of you so there's nothing you can do to make them want you and I'm gonna say that again you will always have those who only want the reward of you and not the responsibility of you meaning that they want the benefits but they don't want the responsibility they don't want um, they, they don't want what comes with having a relationship, but they want all the benefits of what a relationship comes with. All right. And so when you are always unsure about your relationship, you actually start to become so consumed with the relationship and its uncertainty that it actually becomes exhausting and it's not even sustainable. 
and it becomes such a distraction that you can't even focus on other parts of your life or be present in them. And so this is why I said earlier um, is that you can't compartmentalize this area because it impacts the quality of your life. And so if it impacts the quality of your life, you know, you can't focus on other parts of it due to this confusion in this area. All right. And that's the fourth one. The fourth one is you got to stop avoid entertaining relationships that you are just always unsure on what y'all stand. All right. That's the fourth one. This is the last one. All right. The last one is you got to avoid entertaining relationships that are either verbally, emotionally um, and or physically abusive. And the reason why all of this is under one category is because abuse is abuse. Right. And we don't need to separate them at all because we'll say things like, well, at least they don't hit me. There are people who feel like because this person don't hit me, it's not that bad, but they verbally abuse me as if verbal abuse is more acceptable and less damaging. You got to think about it. Verbal abuse, like when you're constantly being called out your name, being belittled or those constant demeaning comments that you get from your partner, manipulation, gaslighting. Right. Where they always leave you to question your reality, constant silent treatment, false accusation and blaming. Like, what do you really think that that does to your mindset? What do you think it does to your spirit, your soul and your emotional well-being? You know what I'm saying? Like that whole that that whole we, we can't like separate abuse, verbal abuse and physical abuse are, are pretty much the same. It can it can do a lot of damage. You know what I'm saying? We'll say things like, well, it's not consistently happening. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, if something isn't consistently happening as often, it hasn't really got out of hand just yet. Um, I want to share something with you. I got an email from a, a lady who was in a very physical abusive relationship with her partner. And she actually hasn't left. Okay, because. She and this is something she said. She said it's not in a non-functional state. She hasn't left because her situation is not in a non-functional state. So in other words, they've been physically um, on each other. But because there's no black eye, there's no blood. She doesn't really see this as critical just yet. I want you guys to think about that. So in other words, something has to be something has to physically get broken on her for her to physically break free very interesting and what happens is when you try to make up excuses for things like this you start to operate in some place of denial and when you go into denial that is when you make up excuses for your partner's behavior or the dynamics of the relationship and when we love someone or disguise this as love, I would say, it's easy to be clouded by things they do that are unacceptable, but become very tolerable. Then you find yourself justifying their behavior. You say things like, well, they're only like this when they're mad. But in other words, this person just has no handle on their emotions. And then another thing you do is that you start looking at all the good things they do to convince yourself that those good things make up this area that they lack in. And see, I'm going to tell you what gets compromised when this behavior keeps happening. So whether it's verbal, physical, emotional, even financial, like abuse is abuse. So 
what who what gets compromised or better yet who gets compromised when this behavior keeps happening you do your self-esteem gets compromised your self-confidence you start to actually become indecisive about what you want you don't even trust yourself to make decisions you mentally start to believe that this is a this is normal so this becomes your new normal you start to tr- lose trust in others or more importantly yourself because even though you could be making excuses for their behavior deep down to your core you know it shouldn't be tolerated and the more you go against what you know is best for you you actually don't even trust yourself to make better decisions you become emotionally imbalanced you know like when you get all this abuse done whether it be verbal physical emotional you can become emotionally intoxicated you lose your voice like you don't even feel like you have an identity anymore you actually start to hate or even distance yourself from those who telling you that you need to leave like the people who like man you need to leave this relationship because it's hurting you you actually start to distance yourself from those who are looking out for your best interest because you're so emotionally caught up in this dynamic and then you start to blame yourself Right. And so I want to ask you this question for those who are in those situations, because I know there are people who are right. You got to ask. I want to ask you this question. How much will it have to take for you to constantly be abused for you to understand that this isn't a relationship that you should have in your life? Seriously, you really have to ask yourself that. How much will it take? How much more has to be done in order for you to realize that this relationship dynamic isn't in the best interest for you? Okay. And so guys, that's it. That's all I wanted to share today. I just wanted to share five types of relationships you need to avoid entertaining. Remember, when you are entertaining something, you are giving it your time, your resources, your energy. And it's very important to be very, very intentional on who has that level of access to you. Okay. And so make sure that you are following me on my social media handles. Okay. My Instagram and my Facebook is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M S T O N Y A S P E A K S. And also make sure that you subscribe to my podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the podcast will drop. And if you know that this podcast has been helpful to you, please leave a review. I am working on getting my reviews up and I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes. And also, please make sure that you share this information, right? We share everything else. If you know that someone needs to hear this for their own well-being, make sure you reach out to them and say, hey, I think you need to listen to this, all right? Because our goal is to not simply just survive. Our goal is to truly thrive, okay? So thank you again so much for tuning in with me this week. I hope you all have a wonderful and amazing day and I will see you next time. (laughs)